0: Love Talk Radio. Hello?
1: Hello, Mr. Jasper. Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi, how are you? Great, great. And I just want to take a moment to introduce. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to April D. Fairies Presents. I have the legendary Chris Jasper, songwriter, musician, singer, Mr. Jasper, of the legendary Rock and Roll Hall and Fame, Group the Isley Brothers. The song that you heard was "Caravan of Love," and it is the theme. It was the official theme of the Dodge Caravan. Chris, I am so excited to have you on the show. You are back. one of my. You are from one of my mother's favorite groups. She's. She told me that she used to buy every single album before she even heard the song. <laughs>
0: So, That's, great. You know, and I, That's great. I grew
1: up looking at the album covers, and you always stood out. I would always ask, who is that? I think because <laughs> my dad sent a similar description of you. But it's definitely uh-huh. great to have you.
2: Oh, thank you. It's good to be on the show, really.
1: Very good. So, Chris, what inspired you to come back with Any Day, um, the new single, from your label Gold City um Music Records.
0: Well, you
2: know, any day is a any day is a love song, you know, from the from the CD. Um, you know, there's a few love songs on there and um you know, it's one of those songs that uh says how, you know, uh important uh, someone is to you. It talks about that, you know, like if you could go anywhere around the world and see all the great things and all the wonders of the world uh that you'd rather be with that person any day and right. that's that's kind of what that song's talking about
1: and that's what we're missing today is meaningful love songs that you know give that speak poetry you know i have to feel yeah
2: that's that. what i feel lo- a, a song a love song should be uh yes. i i feel a love song should be something that if you uh took it took the music out and you just read you know the lyrics that it would read like a poem, you know.
0: hmm hmm
1: And I also was reading that um, when you join the group, you join from 3 Plus 3, and that's the album that has Who's That Lady on there. Um, yes. I work in schools, and I can tell you a 10-year-old came up to me singing that, and <laughs> I, I've been playing it every day since. So, so tell us about what, how it all started, um, Chris. How was it joining the Isley Brothers, and how how did it all happen?
2: Well, um, the the Isley family and the Jasper family are from the same neighborhood. You know, same street. Uh, mm-hmm. We we kind of grew up together. You know, um, there were three older guys, which was Ronald, Ralph, and O'Kelly, Kelly, and the three of us younger guys. So it was like. Three sets, you know, three. Th- I mean, two sets of uh, three. <laughs> um, oh, three.
0: But we always three.
2: knew each other. We grew up together. Yeah, and the, actually, there were two groups. There was the older set, you know, which started out doing shout and twist and shout, you know, little songs, and then there was the three younger guys, which was me Ernie and Marvin. We had a jazz trio and we played together, and um, you know, they saw us how we were, uh, you know, maturing and you know, getting better as musicians, and then we started playing on the records. You know, like, it's your thing, pop that thing, and love the one you're with, work to do, all those songs. And then at, uh, by the time 3 plus 3 started, uh, came around, that time period came around, that's when we all, the two groups got together uh, and uh, formed 3 plus 3, which was the IC Brothers, uh, the new IC Brothers, I guess you could say.
1: Oh, okay. And, you know, I can, what album that stands out the most? Is the one I think you have on a gold outfit, and Rudolph is standing next to you. I think he has he has on like a white outfit. I remember saying you guys look like kings on there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, it was so many covers. I'm trying to remember uh, what, what I was wearing on on, on some of them, but uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things we we just
0: Beautiful. all kind of wore
2: what we wanted to, you know, and. That's okay. kind
1: of how, how it went Okay And I get it Three plus three The three oldest and the three youngest That's very creative How that was yeah. done I, I wouldn't have never guessed that mm-hmm. um, So you also wrote For the Love of You Another beautiful hit It sounds like a wedding song to me Or an engagement song
2: yeah, that you know people have done that. They've played it at their weddings, you know. Um but again, you know, it's one of those songs like I said, uh I like to do songs that you know sound like poetry. Uh you know, at the end of if you if you just wrote those lyrics out, it would be a very nice thing to say to someone, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm living for good. the love of you, you know. And then all the verses, you know, kind of flow uh have that same type of flow to them. So um you know that was that was a great album. You know, a fun album to actually do.
1: Okay, and what which, which album was that? I, uh,
2: that album? was the the heat is on, and it had fight oh, the okay. power on it too. Uh, fight I, the power was the first single from there.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I fight the power, and and you also wrote that one as well,
0: right?
2: Yeah, that was uh, Ernie and Ernie and I. Uh, actually, oh, wow. all of the songs. That's- you know, either came from you know Ernie or me. You know, we, we we did the bulk of the writing. You know, Marvin had some ideas too, but mm-hmm. uh, the bulk of them came from uh, either me or Ernie.
1: Well, that's incredible writing. Um, fight the power! I'm sure that became a anthem for a, a lot of things. You know, in that time period, and um, even now, you know, fight the power. You know, it can. It can refer to a lot of things, you
2: know. Oh yeah, you know, uh, it applies to a lot of situations. And and back then, when it was written, um, you know, people were getting to run around a lot of times. They weren't, their voices weren't being heard, you know. And um, a lot of people were running into that same situation. And that's kind of what you know, fight the power is addressing. You know, um,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: being up against that, you know, going through red tape. You know, when you're trying to get something done. You know, when you yeah. propose something. People aren't listening and <laughs> that's what that song is talking about.
1: I've ex- I've experienced that. Trust me. Yeah. And it's, yeah, especially when you kinda go against the grain
0: and mm-hmm. what your and
1: what your interests are. So you're also right. a classically um trained musician. That synthesizer sound and keyboard, you know, I thought that was a guitar. The way you play the keyboard makes it sounds like a guitar almost.
2: What yeah, sometimes, I'll, you on sometimes I'll do that, uh, but sometimes I'll actually play the guitar, you know. Uh, so uh, there are times when I, I use a synthesizer in that in that way, but then there's other mm-hmm. times when I'll just say, all right, I think a real guitar will fit this better, and uh, I may just play the real guitar, maybe with a little effect on it or something, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll do both things.
1: And, and seeing you with the guitar, yeah, I, I knew you played the guitar, but you know for example on super bad you know um i that's the song that i remember seeing growing up on um growing mm. up ET Donny Simpson's video soul that's Yeah, yeah. A- <laughs> super
2: bad. Yeah, yeah, super bad. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh that song is basically all keyboards. That one um mm-hmm. i i had some sounds in there that may have you know sounded like guitars but Basically, that's all keyboards and uh that was that was a big song for me, you know, my first solo single actually
0: oh okay. and, uh,
2: that um that kind of got me up you know going as a solo artist and uh my 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 record label
1: okay, and it's a good song because it's telling kids to stay out of trouble to stay mm-hmm. in school and to respect themselves so they won't end up in the streets all their life, you know. That's right. And, you know, super bad also.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, super bad brown. means that you're, you know, educated. That's what that message is. Super bad means you're educated. You know, you can
0: mm-hmm. you can
2: do a lot of things. You're versatile. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you can, you know, any situation you come up against, you can handle it. You know, that's, you know, education is what makes me cool. That's one of the verses, uh, one of the lines in the song, you know. Right. And I'm number one in school, you know what I mean? You you can handle yourself. You can handle any situation that arises. And I and I use the examples like Martin Luther King was super bad, you know. Uh, Brother Malcolm was super bad, you know. And uh, I I just use different people as examples mm-hmm. of people who accomplished you know some great things by being educated.
1: Mahatma Gandhi, I caught that in yeah. song.
2: Yeah, and Tutu, um, Bishop Tutu was also I named in there. So, I mean, um, you know, these are people who were educated people and, and achieved some, you know, really great things by by doing so. And uh, that's the way, you know, not the, the way of the streets. The way of the streets is not the way. And that's the, kind of what that song is talking about.
1: A great message. And so how long were you with the, um, the full group, the Isley Brothers, the, the six?
2: Oh, <laughs> um, probably around 15 years or so. Um, you know, from when I started playing on the sessions to, I think Between the Sheets was the last album that we did together. Uh, So that that was like about fifteen years.
1: Okay, and you know what? Between the Sheets—that's the song that I think that everybody you know keys in on today because it's a beautiful song, and it's a song that everybody notices. You know, it's, it's one of those mm-hmm. romantic, sensual songs, but it's still romantic, and it doesn't cross the line too much, you know. So mm-hmm. that's a song that I think, you know, so many people have, you know, sampled, you know, including, you know, um, the late Notorious Big, um, Jay-Z, great, like the late Whitney Houston, Natalie Cook. So yeah, the list mm-hmm. the list does go on. You were with the actual Isley's um fifteen years.
2: Yeah. What year did yeah. you join? Um well, let's see, like I said it's it's hard to say join because we were a family and you know, we've we were always knowing each other and you know, grew up together and all that stuff, but I guess musically, uh I started in the early seventies, like you know, seventy one, something like that until okay until 83 so oh you know wow. 1970, 1970 to 83 something like that you know was was kind of the span of time when i was with the group uh but the first time we appeared on the cover was three plus three which was 73 okay so um i'm just saying you know that whole professional experience was probably mm-hmm. about 15 years you know
1: okay and at the 73 joined and then yeah. the last um between and, the and last
2: one was uh, eighty three it was between the sheets,
1: oh yeah, I think yeah, I think I remember hearing that. I probably was like three years old, but i it stuck in mm-hmm. my head. I never forgot the music. it was on the radio mm-hmm. all the time. My mother was playing it, you know constantly, yeah. so mm-hmm. what was the driving force that um made you branch out with the other to um Ernie, the guitar player, and um, the other brother?
2: Well, I could say um, the, the the person that really got me interested in music and uh, is sort of, you know, uh, studying music was my mother because uh, I used to play by ear and, uh, you know, play some songs that I used to hear off the radio by, you know, Ray Charles and some other, Sam Cooke and some other people. And mm-hmm. she heard me doing that, and she said, Chris, why don't you learn how to read music? You know, and take lessons. Oh wow! And and so I did, you know, because she took lessons and she, you know, she could read music, and I started taking lessons and she uh, uh, was able to get this professor she knew at Cincinnati Conservatory to start teaching me, and um, I took lessons from him for him for many years and until I graduated high school, and um, that's kind of my first introduction to music and you know the study of music, and so that was kind of the and 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 all along, I had still, you know, my still love was R and B music, you know, because I love Motown and all the stuff that came out of Motown. Uh-huh. So um, I still played by ear too, <laughs> even though I was learning how to read classical music. <laughs> so it was like a combination of things going on there musically. And when and i graduated reading
1: music, you know,
2: yeah, that's yeah. probably
1: one of the most rarest forms, you know, for people to but actually you know, read music. You know, yeah
2: during that I, time period, though that was pretty common though you know, like all the songs you hear on the radio, a lot of those musicians were playing uh by charts you know they 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 had music in front of them, you know the horn players and the string players, wow. they all had parts written out for them, and they can read music and that was pretty common back then, you know that what that's very
1: good music. I know that most of the music you know was real music real instruments and today that's mm-hmm. kind of lost i think because it's not really promoted you know to play real instruments
2: you yeah. know i mean just, just like the little uh you know the little uh, thing i told you about how my mother approached me you know mm-hmm. that was commonplace that the ch- children grew up in a house that had a piano in it and we had a piano you know mm-hmm. and um Every living room I went into just about had a piano in it, you know, and somebody mm-hmm. in the family was taking lessons. So it was it was part of it was part of the uh I guess the culture you could say back then for uh people to learn how to play an instrument. And if it's not piano wow. it was uh it was a horn, it was a saxophone or it was a violin. You know, my my father my my uncle was a concert violinist.
0: Oh, he played wow. in the
2: Cincinnati. He played in the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra. You know. Oh, so it really was it was it was pretty commonplace, you know, for people to take lessons back then. And and, and I mm-hmm. and I really feel bad, you know, when I hear uh certain schools, you know, cutting down on their music programs because Yeah. You know, I really think it helps it helps young people develop, their minds develop. You know, right. even if they're not gonna do music for a profession. To uh study music, to learn how to read music. Music is another language, it's another way of communicating. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. if you can do that, I think it helps with with the other uh, uh, educational endeavors, too.
1: Yes, it does. And I can say, unfortunately, you know, in a lot of the schools it's not promoted. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I can just say that's why I'm so hooked on, you know, what they call old school. Um,
0: mm-hmm. We have a
1: caller from the 312 area code, Chris. Let's take the call.
0: Okay.
1: Hello, you're on the air with April Deep Aries and Mr. Chris <laughs> Jasper of the Isley Brothers.
3: Hello. Hi. Uh thank you for taking my call.
1: Hi, Hi. who am I
3: speaking to? Um, this is Natalia. Atalia? Yes, Natalia.
1: Oh, thank you for calling me. Um and Thank you so much. What's your um, question or comment, Natalia?
3: Hi. um, Just calling because I just want to say, first of all, Mr. Jasper, hi. How are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing good.
3: Um, Such a great honor um, to hear someone with your talent. Uh, I think this is a great show. Uh, I just wish we had more shows like this versus – some of the shows that we're kind of like forced to listen to, like the ones on BET and other types of programming. Um, Somebody with real talent, uh, a history of real talent, a background of of having the talent that you have as far as your mother and and the rest of your family, which, like you said, that's something that's still needed today very much because. Hello?
2: Hello, I lost her. Are
3: you? Talia, are you there? what you two are talking about. Hello?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, we yes. kind of lost you for a minute there. Thank
3: you. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what's, what happened, but the talented music that you two are talking about, um, Mr. Jasper, your music, your talent, uh, the music of the Isley Brothers is just, what bothers me so much about it is I'm just a kind of afraid that it's, it's lost or we're not going to get back to it. This doesn't look like it, and... I was just wondering, Mr. Jasper, if you have any opinions or ideas about what can be done uh, for us to get back to that great work uh, from well, that I, time period.
2: Yeah, I think it basically starts with, uh, like I said, with um, young young uh, people coming up, you know, uh, what they're exposed to. Um, I know when I was coming up, I was exposed to so many different types of music. I was exposed to classical, I was exposed to jazz, folk music uh r and b you know uh what they used to call uh underground you know music rock uh everything oh, yeah. you know it was yeah. so many different types of music out on the radio at the time, and uh I always say a composer or a songwriter cannot write uh unless that material is within them, you know what I mean. You can only put out what's inside of you, and if you're not exposed to very much, what you put out can't, you know, be very much, you know what I mean? I mean, you you have to be exposed to these things, and I think uh, music school, you know, would help, but I right. also think, you know, radio programmers could help, too, uh, maybe not restricting their formats to, you know, such strict formats to maybe stretch out, because I, I can tell you, when... When FM first came in, you know, FM radio, uh, Uh they were revolutionary because what they did was they didn't play the maybe the 10 records that the the top 40 was playing. You know, they would play album cuts and they would play songs for longer durations of time, you know, for like maybe uh, four to seven minute songs. And they played Isaac Hayes' Hot Buttered Soul, which some of those songs were 12 minutes, you know.
0: All they right. were doing
2: revolutionary things. And
0: yeah, radio thing.
2: is not doing that now. You know, oh, only wow. thing is doing it now is the internet. The internet is the only genre right now, of media right now that's stretching out, you know, and 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 exposing, you know, these all these different types of music. And I think, you know, that would help if the mainstream would be, you know, like they were before. You know, right. playing a, wow. a, a variety of music, you know, and, and, and that would, I think that would improve a lot of things. That would improve a lot of, you know, people's perspective on music, you know?
1: Yeah, that's wow, true. Exactly. You're right. Natalia, wow, you two and <laughs> Chris, you both are giving me history lessons here. You know, I'm yeah, well, enjoying
3: this. <laughs> I just um I'm just someone who likes real what I call consider real classic music, and um me too unfortunately, we just don't what we're he, we're hearing on the radio as Mr. Jasper was saying that's he didn't say it, but I'm saying it is not it's just not music as far as I'm concerned, and um to, yeah. there's gotta be some kind of way we can get back to um real talent, which was just be i think make people just feel better all to, all the way yes. around because what we're listening to. Now it's never going to do that. It's not going to get that done. But
2: hopefully, but you know, it, you know, um, as part of it, part of it's what you know, record companies put out too. I mean, it used to sure. be that a lot of record companies were focused on what you were talking about—is that talent and quality. Right. right. That's that's what sure. their focus was. I I know for a fact, Motown—that's what their uh, philosophy was. You know, they used to have product uh, meetings. You know, to to go over. You know the different releases you know or is it is it quality is it good enough mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: in in every yeah. respect, and that was the focus of the industry was
3: quality, yeah
2: now it seems to be you know focused on money, you know what right. what can we sell, or what do we think we can sell you or know, if it right, has which a is a different which is which is a little different, you know, yeah it's a little different True. because it may a not be different. quality. It just may be something that they think they can sell. So um you know that, that has an effect on it too. And what as what, well what, as it what seems what, like the type But of the, mind the, the question is, what can you do about it? If people right. would call their radio stations
0: mm-hmm.
2: and say, Listen, please play me, you know, this or please play that or mm-hmm. you know, you can throw my name in there if you want to. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, I'm curious.
0: Please I am. I play
2: something. <laughs> you know, please play something else. You know, uh, they need to hear from the people because they, I think, a lot of times they think the people are accepting and and enjoying what they're playing. Uh, when I'm finding out from Facebook and and you know social media that that's not the case. A lot of okay. people are thirsting and hungering for good music. You know.
1: Yeah, well, and I'm one uh, of those people.
2: And that's the that's the answer to it. If they would bombard them <laughs> with the phone calls
3: right,
1: and right. say,
2: Look, we wanna hear something else You know. Uh yeah, please play something else. Uh I, I think that would I think that would change uh what's going on.
3: Instead of just turning the radio off, they have to know that we don't like yeah. what we're hearing and uh,
0: yeah, cause speak yeah, up about cause
2: it. because really, really, you know, the audience does control. I mean, you do control. That's true. The audience does. If the audience puts up enough, you know, phone calls and you know complaints, they will change. Right. They will change. That's something I we've agree. got to
3: work yes. on, definitely.
2: Yes, definitely. I agree Why with that, too. Okay.
3: That? I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't uh, hear
2: that. I, I, I thought someone was trying to say something. Oh, okay, no. well, thank
3: you very much for taking my call, and um, oh yes, yes,
2: Mr. yes, you're Mr.
3: welcome, Mr. Jasper. I'll be looking out for your your. I think you've got a new CD out. Is that right?
2: Yes, it's called Inspired, and uh, okay, it's it's a, it's a new out, and you can you know download it or you know physical CD whatever. So I okay.
3: do I'm gonna do that then. Okay, thank you very much for the info. I
1: tell you. You're very
2: welcome.
3: So much for okay. calling in.
1: I appreciate. Okay. Oh no problem. All and I'm Keep definitely good work. This is what. Thank you so much. Please Facebook. Okay. Um, feel free to befriend me on Facebook. This is why I'm doing this series to bring back real music.
3: Okay. Keep up the good work,
2: Mr. Dancer. Hope to right. hear
3: from me again
2: you again soon. Thank
0: you.
3: Sunday.
2: All right. Thank you very much. Be okay. Bye bye.
3: Thank you.
1: Well, it's good to hear people, you know, who, you know, want real, mu- want to hear real music, you know. As myself, you know, I can say I've always, you know, listened to. What do you think about the term old school? I've always listened to what is called old school.
2: Do I don't you- know the, the the term. The term itself doesn't bother me. I mean, it's just okay. Uh, Maybe it's maybe it's you know maybe you're trying to describe you know the, the, a time period that something came out, but mm. it's it's still the music will always speak for themselves no matter no matter mm. what label you put on it you know if the music is good okay. it's still good it's still good music and I think good music is timeless in that way it you is know? Uh, which is why maybe you know a lot of the rap artists have, have chosen to sample them you know what I mean because so- the grooves the grooves are still there, you know what I mean? It's still it's still relevant, you know. And uh, they want it in their music, and that's, that's great, you know.
1: Yes, yes. And we have another caller. Yes, from the, let's see, 702 Las Vegas area. And we're going to take this call. Good afternoon. You're on the air with April Deep Aries and Mr. Chris Jasper of the Isley Brothers. Hello, who am I speaking Hello? to?
0: Hello? Hello? This is, this is Fredder calling. Fred, how you
1: doing today?
0: Fredder. Fredder, okay, how, how you are doing
1: you? today? Do you have a,
0: okay, thank you so you much doing? for
1: calling in. Do you have a call for our legendary songwriter, singer, Chris, Mr. Chris Jasper?
0: Yes, Mr. Jasper? Yes. Oh yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of you, Isley Brothers. You
1: are a fan of, brothers. You, a fan of the Isley Brothers?
0: Kinda,
1: kinda cut all? off there from Are you there? And we can hear just you, hello? To
0: how did you get the um, how did you, how did you get the idea to come up with that type of music?
2: Uh the ideas? Yeah. Um well um some what some of them you? Yeah, some of them some of them came from well I could, I could just say most of them came from just practicing you know uh that's how i used to come up with ideas i used to sit down at the piano uh you know just just play chords uh play play melodies play chord progressions uh and then an idea will grow from that you know uh and uh once i got uh the main part of the song which is usually something you know uh, maybe they call it the chorus or maybe they call it the hook once I got that part of it, then I could you know continue to work on it and develop it into its full form but um mainly the ideas come from practicing sometimes you know something can occur in your life that can maybe uh give you an idea for a song but uh i I guess the vast majority came from practice
0: oh okay yeah that, um especially okay. in, uh,
2: like, the, like
0: the, pro- the song, the song pride you can really hear oh that's it. an
2: exception. <laughs>
0: The pride yeah. is an
2: exception. I got that idea from a dream. Uh, oh. I had a dream that we were doing a concert uh, one day, and uh, these guys, you know, came up, came up to me after the concert and say, "Hey, man, I like the idea that you had. You know, the song that you guys did about the politician. You know." Oh. And I woke up and I wrote down that that idea. You know, the 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 the, the lyric, the politician. You know, and then, and that's one. That's the first line in that song. You know, politician come to power, take it slow. You know. Oh and, uh, okay. But you know, that's that's an exception. I, I I do have dreams. Songs do come to me in dreams and that's the other way they come to me too. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, you can Curtis, really, thank you really you so
1: much. It's like you brought a rare up a song. song. A great song, um, The Pride, that reminds me of um Fight the Power.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, you know, song. it's it's uh <laughs> Kind of putting, kind of putting uh, the people in power on notice, you know that they have a responsibility, you know.
0: All right. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, and I, I really dig those album covers you guys had in the
1: seventies. They were out of Aren't fight. they wonderful? They
2: look like yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's like um, we all just kind of picked out what we wanted to wear, you know, and you uh, said, sort of "figure well, we just stand there as a group." And uh, yeah. that's that's kind of how we took those pictures,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, okay. Yeah. That's some good work, though. I hope we can get it back.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm too. I'm trying to keep it going, you know, with the music I'm doing. I'm. Uh, it's you know I I've kept my musical identity. I don't think it's necessary to change it, and uh, that's what I'm doing. Okay. So if you hear my album, if you hear Inspired. Uh, you know, I don't think you'll miss very much. So is,
0: is it in stores now?
2: Yes, yeah, in stores. Or you can buy it uh, online on, on uh, you know, CD Baby or uh, Amazon. Or you can go down to the store now, and I'm sure they can get it for you at the store. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's you available order. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can okay. order iTunes, you know.
0: iTunes, okay. yes. Yeah, right. But... All right, thanks a lot, and I hope you have
2: good luck in the future, too. All right, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You have a good Sunday. Thank you so much for calling in. These are some great questions that they're asked, great questions mm-hmm. that um, are being asked. Um, so okay. my question is, what, <laughs> the what was the driving force yeah.
0: that well,
1: driving force that inspired you to Separate from the Isley Brothers and form Isley Jasper Isley on Caravan of Love. Was there anything that, in particular, made you branch off from the group after Between the Sheets?
2: Um, well, I, I guess you could just say the group had um, some problems, um, which were which were basically and primarily uh, financial um oh, you know okay. the the older brothers had some problems that the younger brothers did not have uh you know they uh, including tax problems uh that we didn't have and it just wasn't you know possible for the you know the two uh i guess you could say two groups because it actually was, it was possible for the two groups to remain together so uh that's why we you know went off and formed i see jasper IC because uh that's that was the only feasible way we could c- continue to record.
0: Oh, so wow.
2: Uh, wow! So that's 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 the reason why that happened.
1: Wow. now were you with the group on Choosy Lover? That's another song I yeah. love. I and I was, I, is I was that, singing I, wonder,
2: on, I was singing with Ronald singing? on that one.
1: You're singing Ronald. Yeah, I was
2: singing, I was singing. on there.
1: Oh, I love that! I love your your sound. The way you start yeah. off in the beginning. you know, thought I'm not gonna try Yeah, that's to, me. Yeah. I love that yeah. song. Okay. And that, now that's on the same um, CD or album as Between the Sheets, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's on. I think. Yeah, that's on Between the Sheets. Yeah. Yeah, cheesy lover.
1: Okay. And so, how was it um, when you formed Isley Jasper, Isley and the Caravan of Love? What direction um, did you go in? How did how did that work out with you and the two younger brothers?
2: Well, again, I suggest Raji, we were back to the trio we had started. <laughs> I mean, that's oh. how we started, you know. Uh, and we just continued to record the same way we had done with the brothers. I mean, doing the same things, only now we were keeping our vocals instead of, uh, you know, our vocals being guide vocals for Ronald. Because we, sing, we sang all those f- songs that Ronald sang first and then he would sing them over again. Wow. So the only difference between the Icy Brothers and Icy Jazz Risley is that we kept our lead vocals. That's the only difference. We re- the recording and everything was the same. Oh, you
1: know? wow, wow. And me being a poet, I can certainly, you know, relate to you saying that, like, if you have a dream, you decide to write a song. You know, that mm-hmm. has happened to me so many times, or you're stuck in traffic and, a, you know, a song comes to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, Insatiable mm-hmm. Woman, that's another song mm-hmm. that, you know, is poetic and it's a, you know, romantic ballad yeah. that yeah. I posted on my page. And um, mm-hmm. that's another song written by you as well, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. And uh, I kind of, as soon as I came up with that one, I had a feel that I said, this is a really good one. <laughs> I called yeah, Ernie uh, right away. I said, Ernie, I sang it to him on the phone, you know. I said this is this is a good one here, you know. And uh
0: <laughs> wow. you just
2: you just kind of know, you know, when, when when you got a good idea and when when a song has some a good melody to it, you know, and the words feel are or spicy, you know. Uh, you kind of have a good feel for that, you know.
1: You feel it. You just feel it. And and before we run out, I definitely want to talk talk about your solo um um uh, your solo efforts. Um which um, like right now, inspired, and you had another song, um, another CD before that, um, Truth and Time. Right, I had
2: like you know, ten, ten of them before that. I had the uh, <laughs> okay. Super Bad. I had Time Bomb. I had Praise the Eternal. I, four, four of the albums were gospel before that.
1: Yeah, and I then, love uh, the Time was... Bomb out cover. I love that cover you have on a leather jacket on there.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a bomber's jacket. Yeah, the, the one the pilots used to wear. <laughs>
0: time,
2: time bomb, you know. That was that's kind of another warning kind of song, you know. Uh, has has some uh, wake up. It, it, it has this kind of a spiritual message in it, you know. The time bomb, okay. you know.
1: And what 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 was that album? That was that was a gospel album as well. I know you did a lot of no no that was gospel.
2: that was secular, but. See, after, after when I started doing my solo albums, I would always put one spiritual message at least on the album, on every album. And on mm-hmm. um, bad I had a song called Son of Man on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the Time Bomb album, I had Time Bomb and the song called Sanctified You on it, you know. Mm-hmm. I would always put at least one or maybe two of them on each, each album, you know. Because that's, that was reflective of what, you know, my spiritual life, you know, because cause I was starting to learn more about, you know, the scriptures and, you know, trying to live my life by Christ's principles. So that was mm-hmm. a natural part of me that I wanted to, you know, reveal in my music. So um, I just started doing that from then on.
1: And a lot of um, people who write from the heart, you know, tend to have this spiritual sense. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just like you were saying the song, you know, any day, how it, it, you know, that sort of came to you in a dream, and a couple other songs you were saying that. Um, I wanted to ask, how do you feel about um collaborating? Would you ever collaborate with um Ernie again and the Isleys again? Ernie or, or oh. Ronald
2: Isley? I don't know. Um, I I don't know that I could go in that direction now. You know, uh, the, you know the whole image of you know what he's doing and everything. I I, I you know I'm I'm much more spiritual than that. You know what I mean? Um, it would it would depend solely on the material and 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 what what, what was being said. You know what I mean? I couldn't. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way I can't go now. Is what I'm saying? I right. can only go positive now. Uh, my messages in my song can only be positive uh because i have a i have that commitment to god and 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 that's very very important to me so um it's 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 not it's not likely I put it that way <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's admirable because everybody wants to do you know what sells you know but yeah. it's admirable that you you know you stick to i can just tell by listening to you know your music that is it's natural. You stick to your beliefs. You know, you're writing it from your from your heart, not from yeah. what you think is necessarily going to sell. You know, on the top R&B or you know pop charts or anything like that. So. Well, see,
2: none of those songs from the IC Brothers was written from the standpoint of, well, we're going to do it. I'm or I'm going to write it to try to make money. You know, it was never. Mm-hmm. It was never. That was never the incentive. The incentive mm-hmm. was always just trying to create good music. And that's and that's what mine is now. I just want to make mm-hmm. good music. You know, if people like it, I that makes me feel even better, you know, that they like right. it. But 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 I'm not trying to follow a trend. I'm not trying to do it, you know, to, for any other reason than to make good music. And yes, I do hope people like it because um I believe, you know, a certain quality of music is something that people should like. But right. um you know, it's, it's. I'm not motivated by you know trends and you know all that kind of stuff. No.
1: Yeah, and that's the way I feel about my my poetry. You know, we could always mm-hmm. write what we think people want to hear, or we can write within our heart. You know, we can stick to what we feel. You know, because
0: right. I there's think, always I think somebody art, out there. Yeah, that's
1: going, but going I think
2: art like. is is art is the best when it's honest.
0: Mhm any art I agree. and that's
2: and and that's what i feel if it's honest you know you can you can feel honesty you know what i mean you can see if a if a if a painter is honest you know you can see it you know mm-hmm. uh whatever art it is if it's honest that's that's when you get the best quality i think from anything mhm
1: now are there, are there any other singles released from inspired which is this year 2013
2: uh yeah, um well actually there's a you know there's other singles off the off the album that's you know like I think truly is is starting to be a single in England. That's the song mm-hmm. off the album. Also, uh Inspired is being played quite a bit now. Uh we have a first listen on Any Day, which will probably be mm-hmm. the next single, but I think the present single right now is Inspired until yeah. we make it official that Any Day is the is, is the next single. So Uh, There's been a few singles coming off this album, and and I am just going to keep, if if people keep demanding more of them, I'll keep putting out more of them from this album. But I'm also working on new material, too, so, uh, you know, I'm always going to have stuff to put out.
1: And I can tell you the beat inspired, the way it comes on, (laughs) it draws you in. It drew me in just by when it starts off, it has that mellow and relaxing peaceful, you know, has a nice beat to it. I really like that one. Oh, thank you. And um I see you produced um another one of my favorite um um older school CDs, Shaka Khan, the CK mm-hmm. album, Make It Last. Yeah.
2: I yeah. love that album. Yeah, that <laughs> was that was a good album from her. I, um I thought that would be one of the singles, but they ended up going with something else. Uh, As a first single. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: But uh, anyway, it
2: was, you know, it was a good album and I I really enjoyed working with her.
1: Yeah, it was. So, what do you think about the sampling, the Day of Music, or like the Who's That Lady on the Swiffer commercial or Between the Sheets on L'Oreal? How does that make you feel? As I was asking when all the artists sample. Uh,
2: It's just. It's great to know that other people see value in your work. You know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. I see it. You know, if somebody wants to use it for a commercial, I mean, it's like, wow, okay, they see that the music that I worked on can help sell their product. That's 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 a great compliment to me, or if somebody samples it, you know.
0: It's really mm-hmm. a great
2: compliment to know that somebody else sees the value in your work. So um, that's how I take it. I take it as a great compliment, and I'm I'm thrilled every time it happens.
1: Yes, I am, too. I'm definitely thrilled about that. And um, I definitely want you to keep the music going, Chris. I definitely want you to keep me posted. Um, Gold City Music has been around for quite some time since you said Superbat.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been around a long time. Yeah, eighty. I think I started it in 88, yeah. And uh, I've just re- released a lot of albums off of, off of there. You could go on my website, com, and mm-hmm. see all the releases, you know. And uh, I'm just going to keep going.
1: And I see your son, um, Michael. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Released the um, CD Addictive, or the single was mm-hmm. Addictive, rather. And right. I'm anxious to hear that as well. Um, yeah, he's working on you, something right?
2: now. Yeah, he's working on something now. And um um uh, we hope to have it done, you know, pretty soon. Uh but, you know, it's it's like more more dance oriented, you know. And uh but yeah, he's working on something.
1: Wow. And so how does it how does it feel? Does he does he listen to all, you know, all of your, you know, music, you know, and um does he kind of want to follow in your footsteps, you know, as far as the Music goes as far as the by him being nineteen the mature crowd music the real music well he
2: he's he's more into like uh the the dance and electronica kind of kind of uh genre you know Heck no. <laughs> uh, but but you know he, he still you know uh you know likes r and b too you know um mm-hmm. it's just he's he's more into rhythms you know and that kind of thing you know. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's kind of that's kind of his uh, strong point, and that's I think that's why he likes you know the dance and the electronica stuff because he, and he's really good with the rhythms. You know, I, I even you know, uh, get his opinion on on things. You know, when I'm laying down beats, you know, you know, I <laughs> say hey, you know, can you can you add anything to this? You know, because I'll yeah. put the basic, you know, mm-hmm. basic thing, and you know, uh, you, can you add some percussion in there? You know, some you know shakers and you know whatever. And you know he 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 does help out you know with that you know and he 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 did it on this album, so uh, he they does did. have a great feel. He, he he I I think if he wanted to do R and B he could you know, because he has a great feel for rhythms you know he's he's got that thing.
1: Rhythm is everything. Great, 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 yeah. Chris. One I have a question. Last question: Are we going to get to see you? Do I get to see you in concert?
2: Yeah, um, I'm gonna do something. I just don't know when.
0: <laughs>
2: but I'll, I will put it up on my my website, chrisjasper.com. I'll make you know the announcements and everything.
1: That was but, very uh, good. Pe-
2: I, people have been, been talking, sure. but they you know they haven't come with, with anything definite yet. So, uh, but I, I do want to tour with this album.
1: That would be so great, Chris Jasper. Thank you so much for this yes. interview today. Um, everybody's been waiting on it. You must come back again when you're getting ready to go uh, in concert. I'd love to see you in concert.
2: Okay, yeah, that would be a lot of fun.
1: All right, please come back on the show. I'm going to play some of your um, songs that you've written as we end the show. Okay. All right, I look forward to um, having you back, Chris.
2: All right, thank you very much.
1: All right, have a wonderful, blessed evening. evening. You too. You inspired me today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Now, there's, I'm going to play Caravan of Love, which um, started out in the beginning. I don't think everyone could hear it, but let's play Caravan of Love by Chris Jasper, Isley Jasper Isley, released in 1985.